Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Still in the basement, no longer alone. With my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artists or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Who we got today, or what I need time for 
chase my dream. I'm on my way now. It's because of you somehow that I found my way back to me.
excuse me? Um, excuse me? Charles? My name is on the list. The DJ's list. Check the list. Accept. Denied.
and keep me happy. That's the reason why I do what you want and I aim to WJBR Internet Radio in the basement with Javon and Terrell. Oh. 
WJBR Internet Radio in the basement with Javon and Therese. What's up, Rez? What's up, baby? How you? Yo, yo. <laughs> Pops wants to know what we what we nibbling on, Rezzy. Oh, wow. He made a homemade veggie soup with some sea moss in it? You doing it. You doing it. You know what? You look great. I'm looking at your face. I can see it slim lining right in front of me. Like, you know, when you don't see someone every day, it's easier to notice when they're losing weight. Um, And I I can see it. I can see your face starting to slim down. That seaweed and um, <laughs> grass particles that you're eating that shit is working for you sweetheart I, you know oh. shout out to the sea moss and the you know stuff the seaweed <laughs> and grass and the, particles you said actually it's um it's it's really good that sounds really really good pop that homemade veggie soup it's just vegetables 
There's nothing yeah. to be afraid of, boys and girls. No, I love some vegetables. Matter of fact, Cheryl said to me tonight, um, you, you need to eat more vegetables. And I'm like, I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah I'm, I, I'm feeling that. I have to finish eating my pie, though, you know? Getting your what? Your what? Your I have pie? to finish eating my pie, man. I made a whole pie. Okay, it's not like I ba- Okay, I baked the- I put the thing in the oven. I didn't. There you go. <laughs> How was it anyway? Did it come out? I, I, and did you take it out of the oven? Is well, Cheryl took point. it out of the oven because it, oh. the oven was making noises like, ding, 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 please get this stuff out before I burn it. So Cheryl got it, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. This is true. This is true. I mean, you know, look, I'm not frying chicken. I'm I'm doing I'm doing a little better every day. Just a little. Well, once the pie is gone, once it's all gone, then I can recommit. (laughs) But I can't throw it out. I just can't do it. I refuse. I'm going to eat that damn pie. That Listen, pie. we will do some harm reduction with you. That's not a problem. Yeah, I'm. I'm see, that's what I'm talking about. See, you. So, that's everybody. Listen, I'm with you on that because it took me a minute to really, you know, because I've been a stop starter all of my life, you know. Yeah, yeah. You so. know, let's 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 keep it real. You know, I'm I'm stressed. I'm. I'm not even reading any more pops stuff. <laughs> Next thing you're gonna tell me is no more Shaka Khan, right? That's what you're gonna say. No. I mean, why don't you just put a dagger in my heart, man? Nah, but I'm I'm doing better with the dairy. I don't I don't um eat as, okay. as many dairy products as as I would normally eat. That I have um slowed down on. Okay, I'm I'm getting better, and I do appreciate in my health. Lord knows. I need people to remind me to do better by myself. Yeah. Because on my own, I don't, you know. Yeah, because if you don't stay well, we'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Now that, that I can say I've been, well, maybe not enough, but I'm drinking water. That's the, you know, okay. So I do have my one cup of coffee in the morning. Y'all don't want to see me get sick on that withdrawal thing. So, uh, you know something? That's some real stuff too. It because is, it is. I remember a minute. It was like a couple of years back. I went to Mexico, and I stayed there for like three weeks. And every morning, I had this ritual when I was in there. I'd get up and I'd get my um, my Mexican breakfast with a little, you know. I always had to start off with some peppers and stuff, and end up being ceviche. And but all of that to say, I'd always have Mexican coffee. Every morning. It is so, so good. But for the whole three weeks I was there, I was having this in the morning, you know, sometimes two cups, you know, whatever. Pew, I'm in the beach all day, whatever. When I got home, I started having severe headaches. Like, like, why is my head hurting? Like, my body was getting fluey, and I thought it was like, you know, maybe I drank some something. I had an ice cube or something with water in it or whatever. I don't know. But no. No, I was having coffee withdrawals. Wow. Like, it was not a game. And I was like, wow, this went on for like maybe three days and then it just stopped, you know? And I was like, wow. And you know who You know who told me that, that that's what I was having? Who's that? Thanks, dear old mom. She's like, did you have coffee? A lot of it? 
And I was like, well, not a lot. Maybe just like two cups a day or a day, you know, like not all day with the coffee. She's like, you're having coffee with your own. It'll stop in a minute. Just just yeah. give it a chance. And yeah, sure did. And Yes, it's, it's not pretty. Um, I want to say hi to Miss Charlene Smith, who is the mom, the mother of a friend of, of mine, um, Dr. Simone, and she has been, she has been um, listening recently. So what is Eddie Nicholas saying? Ladies, thank you for adding this preface to your show. Please share this info to all those DJs that think it's okay to play music live on a Facebook platform. Yes, um, I I have to let everybody know that we don't just play people's music. Um, we have to make sure that the um, artists are getting their royalties. Mm-hmm. It is not okay, DJs, to just play music, unfortunately. Although, you know, we, we just want to share it. And um, look, as an artist, as a former artist, you're I still an artist. Well, thank you, Rezzy. You the bomb, but you never not be an artist. Once true. you're an artist, you're an artist. This you know, it's just whether you're active or not. This is true. But you know, as as someone who does have some music out there, I'd be glad if anybody played it personally. I appreciate it. You play it, people hear it. Some people may buy it. Some people may rip it off the internet. They may do that anyway, with or without you playing it. But um, if you like it enough to play it, me personally, I'm, I feel honored. And um, maybe when you have gigs, I might be requested. That's how I see the playing of music. You know, as a DJ, you play music, you help the music get popular. Unfortunately, um, there, you know, there, there are ways that when you play people's music, people should also get paid for it. Um, internet thing has a, a positives obviously and then it does have its downfalls so one of the good things is that we are able to share music across you know the world in in this setting um but the 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 artist should get paid as we're um as we're playing it um now if they're not registered that's the other thing if you're an artist you should register with one of you could should turn the light back on you look really like you're about to come out the computer and kill me <laughs> eat my brain or something <laughs> you were looking straight up like those those eyes of yours just did something that was horrifying to me <laughs> those light eyes got lighter and scary like it's my my um I'm testing out you know uh go ahead you were saying something powerful. I know but that those your eyes were powerful but I always <laughs> I I always 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 even um prior to actually um getting myself uh, getting us in a situation where we are able to ensure that the royalties are being paid but I always always um, implored people, ask people, beg people, please, if you love the music that the artist is putting forth, please purchase it. And you know what you're going to love, Rez? I don't know if you have really checked it out yet. 
but our thing, mm-hmm. our thing, right? Yes, yes, I have. You I have. have. If you've checked it out, you can purchase, like, you know how you, you listen to somebody's song and you're like, oh, who's that? I like that. There's a little thing you can click and you can buy the song right, right Goodbye, right now, I didn't check out that particular feature, but I know what that is, and that's 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 where everything is going. Like initial, there's going to be like uh, lack of a better word of saying it. I know the technical term, but I can't think of it right now. But there's going to be tags and everything. Like if you're watching a television show, you're going to be able to tag the item somebody's wearing and and go right to it and purchase. Yeah, that's where it's going. Yes, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I love that part. Um, I've been having a few people test it, you know, just to listen and see and nice. fool around with it to see what they're thinking. People are coming back with some good feedback. Um, and I really didn't even know about that feature until somebody said, hey, I think it's dope that I can buy. When I hear a song, if I like it, I, I don't even have to ask you who that is. I could just click right there and the the, the song comes up. I can buy it right there. Nice. I'm like, oh, we selling music, yo, artists. Y'all better, y'all better get hip to Javon and Therese. That's all I'm saying, cause we got your back. We got your back. So yeah. Um, and can I say this? Say it. Shout out to Eddie for that point. You know, Eddie, he's a, he's an amazing talent himself in his own right. You know, boy can uh, he's a he's a he's a triple threat actually. But um, shout out to Eddie Nicholas. Um for making that statement because, you know, artists, if we wanna if we wanna continue to hear the music, we have to be able to create it and creating it, we all know, costs costs money. Right. At some point in right. it, it's right. gonna cost you. You know. Um the the thing I was gonna add to what you were saying, um, is that when you come on the show, we don't play a lot of top 40 for those of you who have been listening, you know that, you know, we're going to dig in the crates. We're going to, we hold and celebrate all artists. So, and, and the music is not uh, out of style for us. You know, it's music that got us through some very, very important times. And it's ironically the same music is getting us through this time, you know, um, yeah. which says a lot about the longevity of the music, you know, like, that's all I'm saying, but you know, yeah, yeah, it is, it is what it is, and um, you know, Javon's gonna dig in them crates, and um, one thing that I adore about my my co-host is that she has her a listening palette that that rivals mine and is amazing. So if wow. she's gonna pull out something, I already know it's gonna be something either I know need to hear or like, and then if you're if you as an artist are, are um promoting something and and or and or you know you got your own you know songs that you've written and composed and registered and listen send them to us like she said you know yes send them to us yeah and and you know right now we understand with this um pandemic and where we are right now um artists are not able to gig you know so i would like to put it out there if you have been thinking about, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to get that album. Oh, yeah, I love that artist. You know, if there are artists that you are thinking about, um, whether they're new, indie, um, old music that you just don't have and that you want to have, classics, um, people that 
people and you know what's interesting people who made probably one of your favorite songs back in the day they probably have new stuff that you haven't even explored yet mm. and, and that's one of the things that I've learned from doing this show over the years is people are still making music and stations the the regular stations the terrestrial stations like BLS etc they don't play all of that you know mm. I could play some stuff and you'd be like, oh, who's that? And I'm like, it's Melba Moore. It's her new stuff. Or it's Karen Wheeler's new stuff. You know, it, Mo, Mo got some new stuff, you know. Um, just different people are still making new, wonderful music. Um, and then when it comes to our house music legends, Ooh. a lot of people don't know their names, unfortunately. I can't even believe that if I say Barbara Tucker, people who don't know who Barbara Tucker is. No. But if I say deep inside, deep, deep down inside, everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. How can you not know the name? You know what I'm saying? And I think as house music DJs, we do a poor job of ensuring that the audience knows the name of, of the artist. You know, um, otherwise people would know the names of the artists because we let we make sure you know the music mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but because we play it. You know, right. shout out to the legendary diva, um, Barbara Tucker. You know, she's amazing. They're they're all amazing artists. So, um, yes, new music Mondays. In the basement with Javon and Therese. Pop, you're just trying to get us on every night, right? <laughs> you know, we're we trying to uh, get used to this this Wednesday night thing, um, which I'm thinking we might want to change it to Thursday, but that's something that um, maybe we should talk about, Resi. I don't know. Barbara Tucker, Kenny Moby, and the king and queens of house. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I say Kenny's the king of gospel house music. Gospel house. Yeah, I wanna I wanna give him a specific. The only reason why I wanna give him a specific category is because that makes room for some other dude to have the house music king. I don't know who that other dude is yet, but um, you know, Kenny's he, a beast. Yeah, and he does something really specific. You know what I'm saying? Like his his stuff is got that gospel house. It make you dance to the house beat while you praising. So, mm. although, <laughs> I, you know, I disclose far too much on the show, so I'm not going to say anything. You said what? You exposed what? <laughs> I, I disclose too much information on this show. I'm not going to do that. So I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to play with these buttons. <laughs> Remind myself that, uh, <laughs> that we're doing the show. Speaking of the show, Shaka Khan. I, I, how did you like it? I know you were watching also. How, what did you think? Yes, yes, yes. I, um, well, you know, I love the idea that Shaka's saying anything, giving us any kind of uh, part of her. You know, I'll, I'll take it all. I wish it, the interviewer would have done less talking and let her do more talking. But, you know, she she managed to ask a question, but not without a 20-minute, you know. Diatribe. 
Yeah, and I, and I think you know, it, I think you know, maybe it was me reading Chaka's face, but you know, and it, it it was a friend of hers, so she, I think she was exercising a great deal of patience. But at some point, it looked like she was going, <laughs> which she is known to do, <laughs> which is very Chaka esque. So, you know, I enjoyed it though. I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and yet it. You know, the messages, the subliminal messages that she was sending me were <laughs> really, you, you know, there were some, there were some moments where <sighs> it it made me excited. And yet she made me understand that I'm not ready for her. You know, I'm not oh. ready for her in a certain kind of way, however. Um, you know, I thought I knew all there was to know. And I know a lot. But, you know, that's how relationships are, though. You know, you should always be learning something new about the people you're in relationships with. You can't know everything. And that's- just when I thought I knew it all. Mm. Yeah. I like the part when she was talking about um, how she had to learn to separate or her separation of Shaka and Yvette. Yes, yes. But that was very, very, that spoke to um, this concept that um, people have, are the sum of many parts. And the idea that, you know, she can come home and she can, come on off the road and she could hang Shaka up and she could just be Yvette, you know? That was Which, the thing. That was it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's huge, you know, coming, you know, because there, Shaka is a, a, a persona. It's who she is, but it's also her persona, you know, um, yeah. on stage. And for her to come to terms with that at this point and be able to say, you know, I'm, when I'm, I'm grandma, I'm Yvette. You know, and like, because I never heard her reference. I think, you know, and I've heard a lot of Shaka Khan interviews. I've never heard her reference herself uh, as Yvette, you know, um, which is a government, you know. Right, right. And and I think that's exactly when she was talking to me. That's, well, you know, that and a couple of other little subliminal things she said, you know. I think what she was trying to say to me was that I, I've gone on these years thinking that, I loved Shaka, which I do. But I think Sister Girl is telling me to recognize Yvette and that she's every woman. It's all in her, and I need to really love the whole shebang. Like, I have to accept her for who she Mm -hmm. is, which I do. I do. But how much of Yvette do I really know? You know, and that's where what she was saying to me, because I know that she knows that I love her, but she don't know how much of her I know to love. You understand what I'm saying right there? There's a lot. There's a lot. Fortunately, I do. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's it's her song Angel, right, because, uh, again, Shaka Khan's book, Through the Fire. Everybody should get that. And then you'll understand me if you read that book. Okay. So she talks a 
a lot about a lot more about Yvette than she does Shaka in that book. And you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna bring on. Well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out because I see I see my friend Troy is wait pop is on the line. He he got it. You got it. You did a good job, Troy. I see you. I see you. I'm having a shockaholic moment now, so I'm not going to bring you on at this, at this moment. But Troy also knows Shaka Khan, and I don't know that he knows that she loves me and I love her the way that we do. But I agree with Sonia. It was deep. <laughs> it was pretty deep. It was pretty deep. You know, but yeah, Shaka Khan, you know, she and I, we have a, a, we have an understanding. I think she and I, and the police also have an understanding too, that I am to stay on my side of the stage and she's like, (laughs) and she's she's to stay on the stage, I'm to, to stay the hell off the stage. I get that, okay, because I have startled her before, I've seen that happen. I've uh, yeah. While she was on stage, I did you flash somebody? No, I didn't flash. I wouldn't do no, that. I thought, you, I thought you did like yeah. No, like... no. You know, I was like I almost. I, when I was younger, I was a lot more athletic, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of hopped on the stage like I'm little, so I could get up in between people. So I saw her coming out, and I swarmed up under, swarmed up under there, and hopped up on the stage and said, "Shaka." And they pulled me down, and uh, she was like, "Oh, sh-. she was like, oh shit." I was like, "Yeah," but um, so they just kind of. And, and but you know what? Let me just tell you about my girl. She she played with me that night for the whole night. Like she would do a little shimmy and look at me and smile and wait. You know, she 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 knows. When was this? The night of the interview or the night of the concert? No, this happened the night. What interview? Which no, no. the interview that we just did? No, no, this happened years ago. This happened years ago. Oh. This happened years ago. But okay. anyway, um, yeah, I digress. You know, why are we talking about Shaka? Because I love her. Pop said, I know you, I live you. She was saying it to you, Javon. That's true. And Pop, you're 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 gonna die for this. <laughs> That's true. You know Egging her on. It's true though. But I love I have to say. I love Shaka Khan. She is near and very dear to my heart, to my eardrums, to everything. Everybody knows I'm a Shakaholic, right? And this gentleman, I'm going to bring him on a little early because I love him too. And I'm going to tell you why. Troy Troy Bronstein is the – now, I I wrote up something. You know, I always write up my – you know, I give these wonderful – introductions to people because I I respect them. But, you know, I'm going to go from the heart with Troy right now. Um, When when I first started doing this show um, and and I started getting certain artists like Melba Moore came on and then um, Sarah Dash and I was able to get certain artists, I was like, yeah, legends. They were legends. And it, it, it wasn't my intention to do a show where I interview legends. That was not my intention. I just wanted to play some Shaka Khan music and let people know about Shaka Khan, right? And about not only Shaka, but some other great music 
that I heard. And and so, but legends started coming on the show, and I was like, wow, you know, maybe this, you know, is a good thing. And legends are talking about their story. The very first interview with Sarah Dash was, was a legendary interview. I have to dig that out of the crates and play it at some point. But anyway, um, I, I said, you know, I wonder if I could get, like, Oh, and also at the time I was I was doing concerts. I was trying to do more concerts. So I wanted to hire Robin S. And I was looking for C.C. Peniston. And I was looking for Crystal Waters. And, of course, Evelyn Champagne King. And blah, blah, blah. blah and this one and that one. And there was always this, you know, every time I would look them up, this guy's name would pop up, Troy Bronstein. Troy. I was like, well, damn, who the hell is he, right? And then... um. I, I ran across his talent agency, and he was the CEO of this talent agency. He was the owner. I was like, oh, God, I will never get to this guy. Who the hell this guy, right? But his name popped up for every single body, everybody. All the, all the disco divas that you can think of, the queens, our legends. Voices. Voices, man. The people who who made the dance track of, of our lives, that you, right? That you hear chronically remixed. There you go. So one day I, I put on my big girl pants and I called the agency, who answers but Troy. I was like, hello, may I speak to Troy? I tried to be all professional. May I speak to Troy Bronstein? This is Troy. I was like... This is you? You you answered the phone? Oh, my God. Or was it him or somebody else answering, passed me through to him? I'm not really sure. I don't remember. Anyway, point is, point being, I got to speak to Troy that day. It was one of the most conversations I've ever had, which is why I oftentimes invite him back onto the show, because he's just lovely. He's just a lovely human being. And on top of him being a lovely human being, yes, he is the agent to all of these wonderful women, most of them black women who were disco divas or dance queens or whatever at some point. And he got them he, he got them hooked up with me so that they could come on the show and each of them tell these stories about how somebody had taken advantage of them um, back in the day, and then they met Troy and how he took care of them. This man took care of our queens, which makes him a prince in my mind. Um, Troy, amazing. And um, I'm going to introduce him to, to you all. Troy, you have to... Turn down your, your whatever you're listening to. Turn down the what? You know I'm technically challenged with all this stuff. I know, baby. But I just want to say, again, thank you for taking care of all of our living legends the way you do. I love you. You're a prince among queens. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> yes, I think that's pretty, that's better. I could still get okay. a little bit of feedback if you just turn it down, whatever it is, a little bit more. I'll turn it down a little bit more, but then it's gonna, I'm going to be hard to hear you. Okay. I'm on a friend's laptop because, of course, I couldn't get the drivers. and it's Okay. Just, 
You know how that goes. Yeah. You know I, how I get. And I just say, forget it. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's good. It's good. You look great, man. How you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling all right. You know, just, just hanging here and, you know, in the house doing like everybody else is doing, you know, that's all you can do. This is right. So. This is true. Um, Troy, Therese, Therese, Troy, you guys met on the phone before? Yeah, last time. How are you? Yes, I'm good, Troy. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, dear. Good to see you. Good, good. So I wanted you to come on not only so that I can sing your praises, oh, praises, <laughs> but also so that you can see the new way that we're doing things so that when you, you know, speak to the ladies, you can let them know what what this is right now okay you know you could experience it for yourself when we were talking the last time you were like what do what but do they call so <laughs> you know so now they could just beat their faces a little bit you know adjust the wig and um and just sit and talk <laughs> right and sit and talk but and, they're visible but be instead visible. of being in their robe and slippers on the you know kitchen counter <laughs> there you go there you go and and you know, as long as they don't stand up, they just have to dress the top. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? I have pants on, though, but, I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to stand up anyway. Right. But, <laughs> but you know what? But you don't have to have on pants to be on the show. That's, that's true. That's true. You don't. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so Troy, I, I know I always ask you to tell these wonderful stories. But... We have a a new audience, a wider audience because of the visuals. We're um, broadcasting across YouTube as well as Facebook, as well as the podcast, which broadcasts against, you know across iTunes and SoundCloud and blah blah blah. And I have some other things that I'll other ways that we're transmitting that I'll talk to you about later. So we have a bigger audience. Long story. Very good. Congratulations on your expansion. Well, you know what? You really helped ignite it, you know, and also just the fact that I was able to, you know, sit and have a, a conversation with Evelyn the very first time without passing out because, you know, she's one of my favorites. Um, that you, you did that. You did that. So. Was um, that at that? Was that in New York at the pub, Joe's Pub? Is that the first time that's that you the first met her? Time, that's the first time I met her face to face. But um, the first time that I spoke to her was on the show, on the podcast. Right, right. Um, which was amazing for everybody. You know, I, I've been doing the podcast since 2014. So I wow. believe Evelyn's first um interview with me was around that time she called in early threw me off i was like oh my god it's evelyn champagne king she was like um should i call you back because she called like early i was like no no because you know these techno technological things they're kind of i'm not going to lose you and she right. stayed on for the full hour and a half she called she was supposed to call in at noon she called in 11:30 and stayed on until one we laughed, wow. we cried, she sang. It, it was, I, look, Evelyn, anything she ever needs, she's got me. And then when you came on, she came on again. And then she came on again with um, Martha Wash and Linda Clifford. <laughs> so 
we need her to come back on so that everybody can see her, Troy. So, so that. Yeah, I'm getting a little feedback on your vocals. Okay, that's that's because of the the volume. So, so can you just tell us how you um initially got involved with the talent? What were you doing before, and how you got hooked up? Oh, you want you you want all that again? Yeah, I'm gonna be quiet. Whew, that was a long time ago. But um, well, basically, my my break into the industry was I was a stripper. And um, <laughs> watching Therese. <laughs> and I was um, uh, basically the liaison for um, uh, our, our, our group. And um, that's how I met, you know, we would have we would have artists come in that were like the headliners, like Patty the Bell and Cindy Lauper and stuff like that. And I was the liaison. I picked them up at the airport. I took them to dinner. I was like their little, you know, their communication. So they didn't have to deal with anybody or talk to anybody. Um, and that's basically how I started. And then just by knowing these people and keeping in contact with them, just as a friend, um, I traveled around playing ball and would be in different states and, huge venues and I would say oh do you ever have entertainment here you know who's the person that does that and they'd tell me and then I'd call them up and say hey call this venue and you know get yourself a gig I talked to them about you and they you know they're interested and then after a little while of doing that they were like no 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 no. you need you do this you need to do this you're bringing in too much contacts more than my my people (laughs) you, you know I want I want you to handle this and then I started the company with seven people what in 77 no, 87, 87, 1987. And then here we are today, just, you know, still going. Knock on wood if I have any around here somewhere. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then it's just, you know, I've, I've had a, you know, I'm going to say I've had a good ride, um, you know, uh, and I just look at it as always being karma. You know, I've never screwed anybody along the way. I've never taken advantage of anybody on the way. And, you know, all that stuff will come back and get you at some point. So, you know, there's no point in even going there to begin with. So I've got a clean record. And like you say, they talk good about me, which is good in this industry. Good things that people say. That in and of itself, you know. Right? <laughs> My God, yes. Yeah, so, so I'm wondering if you could tell us who was the first artist you started helping and how who who came after and so forth and so on. Actually, the first artist that I started helping was a lady by the name of Cynthia Manley, and she had um, she redid Diana Ross's "Ain't No Mountain High Enough," mm-hmm. and then she had "Back of My Arms Again," and um, uh, she was she was my first when I was just sort of you know checking it out you know, for fun. It was a fun type of thing. Cause when I first started this, I mean, it, you know, I didn't, I didn't get involved in this as a career and I didn't get involved in it to, you know, make money by any means. I did it cause it was fun and I did it cause I wanted to help them. Um, and, you know, so as it all just started snowballing and coming together and, and rolling like that, um, that's why I was always hesitant to even, you know, take money. I didn't even take a lot of money in the beginning. Cause I just said, no, 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 this is a friend thing. I'm doing it as a friend. I'm not doing it as, you know, as a, a, a job. So you keep the money, take me to dinner, buy me a drink, but you know, something like that. Um, 
but after that, then um, it actually was, um, was it at Sylvester's funeral? I think it was at Sylvester's funeral. Mm-hmm. And then that's where um, I met Jeannie Tracy, yes. who I think is next week, right? Coming on next week? Yes. yes um, and Martha Wash next and Isora from the Weather Girls and you know, Tim McKenna and the Patrick Kelly singers and Laverde and Linda Imperial and, you know, that whole megatone San Francisco uh you know, jonder of, of, of singers, of course, were all there uh, in support for Sylvester. And um, at that point, then, you know, everyone was like, oh, you know, you're Troy and da-da-da-da and da-da-da-da. And it just kind of, you know, started from there. The seven went to, you know, like 15. And then it was like six months later, then you had your Robin S's and CeCe Penistons and Crystal Waters and Anaya Day and Salida and, you know, goes on and on and on. <laughs> Absolutely. And let me thank you for introducing me to Anaya Day. She is one of the most fabulous people. Isn't she hardest, great? One of the hardest workers. Um, and what yeah. a voice. Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about um, your relationship with Evelyn because um, – it, to me, it's just amazing the the relationship. It seems like you you two are almost more like siblings than um, have a business relationship. It, it it's true. She's you know she's like my sister and I'm her brother and you know um, it's unfortunate you know she's lost both of her parents so my mom and dad are her mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, it's just it's just it's a family family affair. It's, it's correct been a long time um i just wish that i was around in the beginning so she wouldn't have gotten so screwed excuse my language and taken advantage of that we're still fighting today right you know it's still an ongoing fight which is crazy wow what what, um, what was it about her that um made y'all connect the way that you are connected or or tell us a very interesting funny story because you two are funny <laughs> together i have to say that the vodka story is the one you talking about <laughs> we had already been friends though for a while before the vodka thing but um uh i don't know it was like when you know when we met we were you know similar in age and you know we just we just hit it off we you know our personalities are very much um, alike and, um, you know, we have the same values, you know, and beliefs in things and people. Um, so it was just, that's what kind of, you know, I guess one us brought us together and then kept us in contact with each other. Um, but then, yeah, over the years, of course, you know, we bonded with different, you know, different things happening, you know, when you're on the road, there's always different things that are always going to happen. <laughs> you got to just make, you know, uh, make do or make life of what you have and what you're, you know, how am I going to get over there from here? And you just do it, you know, so you laugh about it later, you know, Oh, do you remember when you did, you know? Yeah, I remember, you know, so, but, um, uh, the vodka. Yeah. The, one of the, the funniest things is, is, um, I have an allergic reaction to grain that they use in alcohol. So it's got to be filtered and distilled a certain amount of time. And, you know, I always had to have a certain specific, like I can drink absolute vodka, but I cannot drink um, Kettle One. Okay. Uh, I can drink Sky. I can drink Smirnoff now, uh, years later, now that they've revamped their whole program. But um, what happens is is I break out in a a rash. And it's the same thing if I have, um, uh, like Jack Daniels, it'll break me up. And I can have Seagram 7, which is a blend. 
it's just the way that the the, the grain is done and i get a um like a um remember when you were in like well for me it was middle school and you had science and you saw the amoebas and the paramecia yeah you know, the cells okay well yeah. i would get this rash that would like start on my like neck here and it would start to come and it was it would encompass my whole face after a while of just this red rash and eventually my whole face would be just like a big beat on top of my head and so that's where my friends now know that i'm i'm drinking something that is not they say like cheap booze but it's not necessarily cheap booze it could be expensive too it's just not filtered or distilled enough and it 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 messes me up so that one particular night that evelyn told that story when you you insisted on hearing a story about Troy from her, and I was like sitting there horrified, wanting to know what she was going to talk about, which one she was going to say. But yeah, no, we were in a, in a limousine one night in San Francisco, and we were all driving around, and it was after the show. It was a great show, and so we were all drinking and toasting, and um, I guess all of a sudden, I had started turning red, and she had never seen that before and know what that was, and so she's kind of freaking out, going, what, what, what's wrong with your face? What? what is that? What's on your face? And then of course they were laughing, thinking it was a joke and something was going on, but it ended up being, it was allergic reaction to the alcohol. Yeah. So mm. that's where that whole, that, that whole story came from. But, mm. you know, it's not, it had nothing to do with cheap booze. I wish I could drink cheap booze. I would have saved a lot of money over all these years. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's, that's that story. So ask a question for folks out there who are, um, who need to know what the basic tenets of a good manager uh, are. What the basics for a good manager yeah. are? Some, some ba- what, what should a person look for in a good uh, manager? Well, first is a connection. You've got to have that connection. If you don't have that connection, then it's just, you know, it's just, excuse my language, but it's just some old fat ass behind a desk that's not really going to push for you or, you know, um, or drive for you. So if you don't have that connection, it's just like, you know, you have a friend, you know, you look at your friend and I'm not putting any other friend down that, that that's better than another friend, but there's certain friends that you will go to bat for. And there's other friends that you'll be like, you know what, that's not my thing. And you know, I'm going to stay out of it, you know? So you need, you need that kind of connection with your manager because your manager has to be, you know, like your father, like your brother, they have to, um, they have to call the shots. They have to say no when it's no, or someone's trying to walk over on you or, you know, give you what is not rightfully yours, or you should have more than they need to be able to say, no, this is not working. And you, and you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the connection is the first, the first thing that, that I would say. Um, the second thing is honesty. <laughs> you have to make sure. And I, you know, I, even today, I'm finding, you know, from some people, you know, the internet is very interesting because you can pull up somebody's name and it's going to tell you some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I found out on, on a person that really surprised me that they had had some um, previous incidents with people mm. and, you know, uh, had taken some money, you know, from them and there was a court case and, you know, things like that. And I was just like, wow, because mm-hmm. I was not feeling that at all. But um, do your research, you know, so you want to, you know, you want to make sure that they're honest and they're, and they're legit. Um, and, you know, one of the first ways, you know, with that, it's the same thing like when you're, you know, you're first starting out and they have all these um, agents or agencies and they do these, you know, casting calls and stuff and you go there and then, 
you know, you sign these papers and they want like $495, you know, as a down payment. And then, you know, two or $300 and for a photo shoot and all this stuff, you should never have to pay anything mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So that's your first sign that something's wrong and, you know, turn around and get the hell out. Mm-hmm. But um, you want, you know, you, you want to have the connection, you want to have honesty, and then you want to make sure that they have connections as well in the industry and in your lane i'm going to say your lane because not necessarily a a gender but it's like if people have come to me um you know for rap you know when i first started i had farside and tribe called quest and you know i went running for my life after a couple of those recording sessions and then you know i said i'm not going in this lane anymore i'm going to stay over here on this side and um you know so if someone was to come to me and, and ask me which they have I don't have the connections in that. So I can't do you justice. Right, so right. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to lead you astray. I don't want to, you know, misguide you by any way. But if I don't know what I'm talking about or I don't have, you know, the right knowledge, then no, I'm not the right person for you. Right. So, and, you know, some people are just about the money and the percentages. And if they think that you've got something rolling or, you know, you're on a TV show or something like that, it's a recurring role, it's an instant check they're going to get their commission regardless. So they're going to go ahead and do that. But are they going to be able to get you something after that? Mm. You know what I mean? Cause you got that on your own. They didn't get it for you. Mm. So they're really not entitled, but they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's that kind of stuff. See, we that answer your question at all. I hope. Yes, you did actually. Okay. Uh, and then, um, uh, we're in a, in, we're in an age now where everybody is a manager and some of the, the basic tenets that you just shared are, you know, like, get having relationships with people and, and, you know, and I know that's difficult for someone like say you got a fresh talent that is really talented and they're getting their materials together so that they can um, create their own presentation of their art and they're shopping. They're looking for someone that can represent them, you know, so don't understand how to enter and be able to solicit information to get someone yourself you know get in front of someone like yourself in other words well i mean you know a a lot of it is is submission you know you submit stuff to people and you know hopefully like what your mom was saying earlier like you know when she actually got to me the first time she called she was surprised um you know there's a lot of people that have people that pre-do stuff you know what i mean like if, if 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 you sent me um uh, a, a CD, like I'm, I want to, you know, put this out. You have any ideas, any suggestions, blah, blah, blah. There might be two or three people that are going to get it before it gets to me. Mm-hmm. And so it might not ever get to me. Mm-hmm. And that's not right. It shouldn't be like that because, you know, everybody has their own opinion on things. And that's why I made the comment earlier. It might be some fat ass sitting behind a desk that's never been in a club and right. you want to put out a club record. Well, he don't know about the clubs and he don't know about club records. Right. You might know about a pop hit, but that's totally different than a club, right. you know, club track. So that's why I'm saying you just, you know, you got to know. And, and hopefully with submissions, when you submit stuff, stay on it. Make, make a follow-up call. I'm calling. Did you receive my package? You know, if you didn't have a time to look at it, I'll call you next week. I just want to make sure that you get it and right. that, you know, your previewers, as I call them, um, don't, you know, just say, oh, he's not going to like this and pass it away. And then you never get it. Hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things. You got to just 
stay you have to stay on it as well when you submit something but but submitting it to the different people and then again it's the connections you know you might know somebody that knows somebody that knows me well here just get this to troy mm-hmm. okay i'll take it to i'm gonna see him next friday you know what i mean and you do that and then you know you've got it and it got there right. so that doesn't mean all y'all start sending me your tracks now no, 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 no. Don't inundate me. I'm just giving a suggestion. I'm just saying, you don't know what you just did to my inbox, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I was <laughs> no, there's, there's always, always a formalized way of submitting things. Don't flood Javon's inbox. Yeah, right? <laughs> Wait, so. Javon knows Troy. Troy said, uh, no, that's not what he said. (laughs) This is great. So, Therese, where are you? Are you in New York or Atlanta? I'm in New York. You're in New York. You're both in New York. Jersey and New York, yeah. Yeah. You guys surviving out there with all that madness. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) God. You you really want to push that button? Do you really want to... That, no, no, but I'm just so glad you guys are healthy and, and safe and sane, so, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Well, the same, the two out of three ain't bad, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were, we're hanging in there for sure. Um, we don't really have a choice. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of which, how, how how has this impacted you on in your neck of the woods? Yeah, where are you in California? Yeah. California, well, I mean, the governor came on today, and he's um, releasing some things um, and opening up some things again, which is, you know, it's good and, and, you know, it's good and bad. You got to look at it different ways. Um, you know, you can't stay boxed up forever. I mean, we just can't, you know, and, and the, the whole economy is, you know, crashing and, and it's just, it's, I feel like I'm in an episode of the twilight zone or outer limits. Like when I was a kid and I used to watch this stuff on TV, but it's like really happening. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a little bit bizarre, but, um, you know, as far as, um, you know, work and stuff like that well the whole, you know as far as the industry i mean i heard today that for any major major concerts like at the arenas and stuff like that that they're looking at 2022 and i'm like wow. there's no way that you know you, you're going to be able to hold out that long so that just means that number one you're going to have to go to smaller venues which means number two that fees and and everything are going to come down for everybody and everybody is going to be you know, jumping at the bit to go and, you know, have a show. So if you say no, that next person's saying yes. So what do you do? I mean, the whole, it's like, you know, after 9-11, everything changed. You know, you couldn't go to the gate anymore to meet your friend. You had to have, you know, security and you had to deal with all that. And, you know, the same thing is going to happen now when, you know, we do come out of this slowly. Um, it's going to be a change. Everybody's going to have a change. I mean, you know, they're going to be having seats removed because of the, you know, the, the separation thing. And, um, you know, even like with the airlines are taking out the center seats and trying to space out as much as they can. So, you know, people are, you know, on top of each other and you got to have that distance and it's going to be a, 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 you know, just a new way of life. We're going to have to just readjust ourselves once again, you know, to go that route. But um, out here in California, and you know, it's not as drastic as you guys have been going through, you know, over there. Um, we've actually, um, there's a couple areas in the state, like Los Angeles, still isn't really that, that bad compared to, you know, to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, up here in Northern California, where I am, it's, it's less, it's even less. 
And, um, you know, I live in an area where, um, you know, I've never even heard of anybody, you know, um, being positive for the, for the virus. But then I found out from a friend of mine who works in the, in the medical field that there was like um, 70 cases over here where I am versus uh, like 800 and, you know, stuff in the other, you know, smaller cities that are around, around here. But um, it's, it's impacted and, you know, you, you walk outside and it's just like crazy. It's like, uh, you know, a ghost town. And then you're like, wow, this is just, it's very strange. It's just surreal. And, you know, like I said, it's kind of like we're in a movie and we're the actors and we can't get out. Right. <laughs> you know, What's it's, cut, right? it's I mean, there's nothing we can do, you know? And it's like, you know, I, I don't want to say, thank God I don't have any kids because I've always wanted kids. But um, at the same time, I've got friends going nuts because, you know, they love their kids and, and everything, but it's just too much. You've got to have some space. You've got to have a break. Everybody does, even just on a one-on-one relationship, you know, let alone you bring a whole family, you know, together. I mean, my God, I'd be going, I don't know what I'd be doing. I'd be sitting in my car in the garage, probably. <laughs> Would that be it, though? Could this be the universe's sneaky little way of conspiring, saying, all right, enough is enough. Um, you guys have killed every possible life form that we've had going, and animals don't even recognize the, the topsoil anymore, and, and you're not spending time with your families, and you're moving, and everything is about capitalism and money. And from a patron point of view, some of the venues I've gone in, like I'm six foot, and I go into places, I don't like people on top of me. There's one jazz club famous, I'll leave the name alone. And every time I go in, they have some great acts that they book, but every time I go in there, I feel like I'm going to have a, a claustrophobic fit because they keep adding more chairs, and more chairs, and more chairs. Airlines, I don't even have to tell you about that if you've ever uh, ridden anything other than uh, business or first class, like... It just it's expensive for me because I'm tall and I got to do a business or first class seat on most occasions. Other than that, I'm coming out with bruised knees, you know. Right. So for so long we had jammed up, and for so many so many things we could stand to separate a little bit, you know, and and ease some of that out, some of that tension, and mm-hmm. then. To a certain degree, how fast they were able to do some things that they claimed that they were never able to do, um, or at least it was a lot of bureaucracy. But now that we're in panic mode, everything is possible. You know, just everything is possible. We're we're kind of like helping each other out in ways that we haven't. I mean, similar to 9/11. I you know I was in New York when 9/11 hit. I'll never forget it. You know, I don't think we've even recovered from that trauma. You know, right. but you know, living in New York is you're always going to be exposed to some level of trauma. It's just that you have to, the trauma, you have to balance another way, you know, and there's so much other things beautiful about New York that you can balance it with, but you have to make sure that you do that. Like you can't just stop us. So I agree with that. But at the end of the day, when I listen to uh, governors of New York versus mayors of New York and governors of Atlanta versus mayors of Atlanta and all these other places that are in conflict right now because the mayor is saying one thing, the governor is saying something different. Who the hell do you listen to? You right. know, right. And then you rely on your, you know, because you certainly don't want to put the government in saving you. Mm-mm. Not they'll do. 
That's not going to happen. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's not going to happen. So then you use common sense, you know, and um, quite like <clears throat> other viruses that have gotten great stigma, it is the great equalizer. And if you, and we're all either affected or infected. So then how do you balance this out? How do you do it? You know, what, what do you do? This is such a good question because, yeah, what do you do? You know, uh, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And it's, you know, the same, the same situation. Nobody, this, this is a, this is a crazy thing because nobody has a right answer. There is no right answer. You know, um, everybody has what they think might be right. You know, and then you're hearing all these other stories about, you know, the, the, the conspiracy and like when, when um, uh, Bill Gates said his thing, um, population control by vaccine, mm. you know, so they're saying, okay, so the, that now they're saying that this whole virus was actually um, derived from what people got in a flu shot like eight years ago. Mm. And so that's why people 10 or eight to 10 years ago were able to predict that in 2020, we would have this happen to us. How did they know that? You know what I mean? How would you know that? I mean, I read in this book that this guy put out in 1981, and it said a, fr a friend of mine took a picture of the page, and I I got I, the hair standing up on my arms again because as I was reading it, it said in there that in 2020 there was going to be a, a a pandemic that was going to wipe out a lot of the world, and it was going to start in Wuhan, I mean, or Wuhan, mm -hmm. and you know it listed specific. Things. This was 1981. Mm -hmm. How did you know that? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just crazy. So, you know, as you're seeing these things and you're hearing these things, it's like, you know, really? I mean, it's, it's just becoming very futuristic. Like they're talking about putting those things, those, those chips in us. What's that about? <laughs> yeah, I've seen that, you know, in, in China um, right now, there's no uh, large part of China, not saying no, but there's no paper exchange of money. There's no coin exchange. Uh -huh. Actually, um, they do facial recognition and they're scanning from the telephone, you know, and you can go into a store literally and ID your face and you can purchase things with your face and go out, you know, or you can use your phone and tap it and, and scan it, you know. So, you know, I think, you know, there's going to be the point where, I mean, I know that the United States tends to have the illusion of of a privacy, um, and I don't know how that would fare because you know, that also leads to a lot of tracking and everything else. But you know, we are not the um, to have knowledge that something is coming. And I used this analogy before on another show um, when I said, uh, if you see something coming at you, you're more inclined to move out of the way. There. And for the U.S. to have had knowledge of this and not do everything in its power to protect the citizens is bananas. Mm -hmm. And it shows how vulnerable we actually are. And, you know, who's asleep on the wheel? That's all I want to know. Like, well, and if you had knowledge you know, and then you got blood on your hands. What, right. what you just said, Therese, is, is um, it's really telling because... It's not so much for me um, who, like, um, for us to catch up, but if 
if the government had any indication that something like this was coming, which the government did have an indication that this was coming, why would they allow the current inhabitant of the White House to shut down pandemic response team that the previous administration had put up. And it wasn't just the previous administration. Even the administration before that actually started the pandemic response team. And then the next um, president um, expanded it and and hired more scientists, more doctors, got more, you know, because Ebola had broken out, shut that down, and and had this thing. And then this this current administration comes in and shuts it down, doesn't replace it, doesn't put anything. Why was that allowed? And why why are we even toying with? Okay, you open up, you shut down. You open up, you shut down. Let me say one thing, Mr. Bronstein. If they open up your state and you decide to go out, you're a grown man, you do what you want, you wear a mask, young man, you wear gloves. Oh, I do. I wear a mask every uh, day. I don't have it on in my home. Because I'm telling you, every single day, well, actually yesterday I was spared, thank God, every day to every other day I'm learning of someone either infected with this thing or someone dying of this thing. And I just can't take it. After a while, it's just you. I can't even count the number of people who I know personally who have died, not just like, you know, celebrities passing away. You hear about that kind of stuff and you all that's that, you know, that, you know, that's terrible. But people that you work with, people that you know, you see on a daily basis dying, relatives dying just like boom 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 you don't need you don't even get a chance to grieve look and dying alone because you can't be with them exactly exactly and not even okay so you you got people dying of corona which is terrible and then people dying of other things because the hospitals are so overburdened with trying to deal with this thing people are afraid to go to the hospital go too late and die you know, it's it's like, it's just terrible. It's just it's horrible. Terrible. It's all unnecessary. It's, it's, people are, our lives are being taken unnecessarily. And it's just not, it's not right. It's not moral. It's not fair. Right. And, and, and people knew about it. People did know about this. Right. And how and, can they just let this go? I mean, res- population control, okay. You know, but there's ways of doing things, not like this. The The, the response by the government is criminal. It's <clears throat> criminal. And it is criminal. Sir, I just want you to please take care of yourself. I would be devastated. If I ain't going nowhere. You. you better I not. Good to still do. You better not. Because <laughs> if you die, like Red says, we'll kill you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be around. But um, one last comment on that whole thing that I found interesting today that mm-hmm. I found out. And in fact, um, Javon, I'll forward you the, the little clip. Um, I find it interesting that you know, the whole thing, what they did is they did a whole demographics on where this has touched every corner of the world, but 
It did not affect Shanghai and Beijing. Hmm. Interesting. How could that be? They're right next door. It went all the way to South Africa. It went all the way. Berlin shut down. New York is shut down. Uh, Mumbai is shut down. Shanghai and, and Beijing are rolling. Hmm. So what does so, that mean? That some that they didn't get there, or they didn't? Well, how could it not get there if it traveled, you know, yeah. thousands and thousands of miles? It's not. How can it not travel hundreds? That's and it. It's there. Um, not one military person has been uh, uh, tested positive for this. Not one political person in China has been tested positive for this. I mean, we had Prince Charles, we had the Prime Minister, we had there was, a, there was one person. Um, I don't know what one person was. was the doctor, and they put him in jail, and he died. Was it the, which one was it? Um, it was it was uh, a leader of one of the countries that was on stage wiping his face, and then. He ended up passing away. Oh, I remember that. What's his name? Where was he from? I don't remember that. I mean, I remember the the he was standing there. He was trying to talk Mm -hmm. about it, and then he during a press conference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just remember the guy that that um was saying this was happening, and then they put him in jail, and he died two days later. Wow. Wow. Um, Pop just wrote. Um, yeah. We we also have as we're talking, Troy. Um, yeah. People are commenting on YouTube and Facebook, and there's like a, I can see all of the comments. Um, so Eddie Nicholas did say hello to you, so I wanted to pass that on. Catherine Spruill okay. says hi, and um, Pop, who is Ulysses Carter, says Justin Chris Cuomo's 14-year-old son Mario was diagnosed with coronavirus. Uh, and, and that's the other thing. When you have one person diagnosed and you live in a house with other people, the chances of them picking up the virus is great, you know, yeah. considering there's an, an incubation period where you're moving around and you may feel fine, but you're still positive. And we know that Chris Cuomo, who is the brother of our governor in New York, Mario uh, uh, Andrew Cuomo, Sorry, let's go Mario Cuomo. Um, uh, was tested positive, and now we're learning that his wife had it, and now his 14-year-old son is positive. So, you know, and I have to say, um, Cuomo, the governor, has has been a very stable voice throughout this whole time. You know, over here, he's a very stable, realistic voice. When when the feds were talking crazy. He kind of called them out publicly and just kind of said, like, that's not acceptable and we're not going to do it. And we're going to have, if we have to join forces with Jersey and Connecticut, we're going to have our own way of handling this as we see fit in our state, you know, right. because it's just not the response. It's just ridiculous getting order, you know, um, out of the federal government. So. It's uh, he's got a calmness to him, just like our governor Gavin Newsom. You know, you hear all the media will scare the hell out of you. I mean, that's 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 all they're doing is they're just they're they're freaking you out, you know. And you have you know your governors that come on and then they make peace, they calm the people down, and they're like, don't listen to this. This is what's happening. We're gonna get through this. This is what we have to do. And everybody pull together and let's do it. You know, it relies on us basically. You know, um. But the other thing, too, is, is, you know, you've got households of people like you were mentioning, and, <clears throat> excuse me, you still, there's carriers that don't know they're carriers. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What can you do about that? Nothing, right. you know, and you're just there giving it to people and you don't even know. And unfortunately, if you don't have any symptoms, there's right. no reason for them to test you, you know? Exactly. exactly. And there, and there's just some of us out here that are just, you know, walking around asymptomatic. You don't know. And your, you know, your immune system set up differently and you're actually um, spreading it, unfortunately. Yeah. I was talking with Robin um, the other day and she back in January was extremely ill and hospitalized for two weeks, couldn't breathe. I mean, it was oh really, God. it was very scary. And we think that she had the, the virus now. They didn't now that we're her? looking back at everything. They didn't test her? Well, they didn't have the corona. They didn't, they didn't know about it. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, my God. I did not know that. She, but yeah, she's so she actually going to be on Saturday. Thing and, you know, she's, she's good now, but I mean, oh you know, and, you know, thank God there wasn't, the hospitals weren't inundated and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, she had all the, the, the symptoms. What do you call them? The, um, the symptoms. Uh, the breathing machines and, you know, the ventilators and all that. Everything was accessible to her. Wow. You know, because the, the, the ERs and the hospitals weren't full. But we were looking back and we're thinking, you know what? Yeah, now that you mentioned that, because mm-hmm. it was affecting her breathing. She couldn't breathe. It was like, you know, and she has asthma anyways. Right. So, right. you know, all those things you add it together now with what they're saying. And it's like, wow, you know. Shout out to Robin. We love her. Yeah. You know what? That's that's another person that you introduced me to, Troy, that I would love to thank you for um, introducing me to Robin. Because um, not only is she an amazing talent, but she is a a very sweet, spiritual woman. Um, She ended up being a a good friend, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, when my... Yeah, my I'm her brother from another mother. <laughs> I get that. I get that. You know, um, she she was one of the first people to um, give me call me. She called me when my niece passed away a couple of years ago. Um, so that that meant the world to me. And she's always encouraging me and and telling me keep going. You keep inviting people to the show. They're gonna come. Don't worry. They're gonna come. And um. <laughs> She's gonna. She's actually gonna be on Saturday, and oh, then cool. yeah. So yes, Robin S will be on Saturday, and then we have Jeannie Tracy. Thank you, Troy, again. And this will be the first time that I'm um, meeting Jeannie. So, um, see, you just keep you just keep doing nice things for me, Troy. Yeah, and we got Crystal coming. I just got to work on the date, and All you right. sent me the list, so I'm going down the list. Thank you. Yes, I sent you my wish list, you know. Right. Because, you know, really, even though some of them have been on the show before, as you can see, this is a a different platform. It's a totally different format, yeah, from what you had before. Yeah, and it feels different. So Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, I want to move away from Corona a little bit um, because that's all-consuming, and I I, I want to lift us up a little bit. And, I mean, for me, what better way to be lifted than to talk about Shaka Khan? So, you you know Shaka. Do you ever not mention Shaka Khan? No. <laughs> not never. You know what's funny, though, Troy? I swear, people have recently, because the show is becoming more popular or whatever, so people are now threatening to to tell Shaka about the show and have Shaka come on the show and all of this stuff. 
you know I won't speak to her. I'll be like, I'll just be quiet. You know, like, you wouldn't I'll, be able to. You you would just sit there and say, Therese, take it. Yeah, it, I'm, <laughs> you know, like I'm done. It's over. But so tell me about you and Shaka. How did you meet her? What was that experience like? What? Tell me something. Tell me something good, oh, Troy. God. Um, I had Shaka in uh, Las Vegas uh, at the Las Vegas Hilton. And she hadn't been in Vegas for a while, a, a long while. So that was kind of like me bringing her back into the the, the scene. And um, I'm not going to lie. When I met her, you know, talking on the phone and then meeting somebody, you know, when I met her, it was the same thing like with Patty the Bell. I was like starstruck. I was speechless. I was like, you know, what do you, you know, and I'm telling myself, be cool, be cool. You have to be cool. <laughs> you know, this, is, this is your job. Don't be like a, a fanatic fan. You know, or any of that, you know, and I'm like, I want her autograph too, but how do I ask that, you know, and not be, you know, out of line, but, you know, not be tacky either, you know, <laughs> so, but um, we had a couple, a couple days run there at the, uh, at the Hilton, and um, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, um, and um, it was very interesting, like I said, I was a little scared at first, actually, you know, I, I was just uh, very intimidated, I mean, it's Shaka Khan, what are you going to do, you know, um, <laughs> But uh, it just ended up being to where, again, you know, like with Evelyn, you know, we sat down and we were just sitting at a table and we were laughing and just kicking and, you know, having a good time and just talking like real people. You know, you put a, just put aside, uh, you know, what your name is and, and what you're doing. This is, you know, Troy and Yvette. Well, Shaka. So, you know, it's, it, 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 you're just talking. And so if you can be real like that, and that's what we did, and that's how we hit it off. So as we, you know, there might be a year, two years till, you know, when I see her in between seeing her, you know, but it's just the same. It's like, oh, hi, you know, and hugs and kisses and, you know, what's going on and, you know, that kind of thing. So um, that's, you know, that's the, the Shaka Khan. So you you, you I'm still working on my book. I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, if there's any ghost writers out there, I have two in mind, but if there's any out there, contact me. Because I'm I'm at that point now that I'm gonna get the ghostwriter and I'm gonna put it all down because I don't want someone taking my stories and taking my stuff and taking away from my bestseller because it will be a bestseller I know it. Hey, now you heard that Troy Bronstein is looking for a ghostwriter. All you people <laughs> home looking for, like you gotta be you gotta be somebody that you know no structure, no story. Exactly. No, yeah. Not just a good opportunity for you to have a number one book. Let me tell you, bestseller. Because we have all the dirt. You can have all my stories in there. I may have someone in mind for you, Troy. I just may. Actually, two uh-huh. people just two people just popped into my mind. I don't know if they do ghostwriting, but um Yeah, what's his name? Um our guy, um Rez. James? No, not James. Sorry, not James? No, no. Um 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 Ah Therese. Who's that? Stanley Bennett Clay. Oh, Stanley Bennett Clay. He's an actor and also an author and a writer. And I mean, he he has his his own great credentials and NAACP Uh awards and so forth and so on. He may be interested. And also I have a friend who is um, a script supervisor and a writer um, and a director. 
Um, and she's a novelist as well. So maybe I'll, I'll talk to them, Troy, to see if they. Yeah, I, mean, I've got, I've got the stories. I just don't know how to structure it and put it all together. Right, so but I can tell my stories to them, and, maybe and then they, they can, can write it exactly. So put yeah. it all together. Let, let's. What did Eddie say? We love dirt. <laughs> There's a lot of dirt. There's, there's, some people might not like me after this book. But, I can't you know, believe I, don't care. I can't I don't believe care. you're gonna dish, though, Troy. That's so unlike you, like publicly to dish. I, I'm well, just, you know what? It, 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 I, you know, I'm not gonna be around forever, and I've got all these stories, and they're true stories. It's right. not, you know, bullcrap. It's real stories that people have done, whether it's good or bad. Right. And you know. Some people need to know about these things. You know, I think. Oh, you know, Lord. so if you're a cool person, then I'm gonna tell some dirt. If you're if you're nice, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus. It'll be a nice story. Yeah. But you know, if you're a diva or you're a bitch, excuse me, then I'm gonna tell something that you did that wasn't right. Or <laughs> something that came back at you that we did. <laughs> oh, deservingly, you know? so, I'm sure. Like deservingly, that. I'm sure, right? Oh my so, so It'll be one of those books that when you're standing in line at the grocery store, I don't want to say what the title is because I don't want somebody to steal that either, but you're going to look at the title and you're going to go, what the hell is that? And turn it over. And then when you start reading what it's about, you're going to be, oh, I got to have this. Wow. <laughs> and you're going to grab it and put it in your basket. So what, what, the, what is, what's next for like, um, in your opinion, what can an artist do to stay afloat during times like this? In movement management, you know, what what should they be thinking about doing from your perspective? As far as I, you cut, cut part of that got cut off. As okay. far as an artist now, yeah, right now we're still actually in the COVID situation. I know I'm not going to talk about it, but what what other alternatives? Because you know everybody's home now and making uh, money. So mm-hmm. how to make money? Yes. Right now, you want to do your podcast. People are doing their individual shows. Um, um, <clears throat> and uh, what you gonna call it? Um, Erica Badu. You know, she did that concert, charged a dollar a person, had over a million people tune in. That's a million bucks. I mean, what's a dollar, right? <laughs> um, you know, there's things like that. I've got a couple of, of my, um, my artists that are doing like on Sundays, um, like Debbie Holiday has like Debbie's Den. And it's a couple dollars, and um, you know it's it's starting to really fill up. The room is starting to fill up, and you know it's a little odd, like she says, because you know there's no audience um, feedback. It's mm-hmm. just her, and you know, so in her head she hears the applause, and when you think it would be done, then you start talking. <laughs> you go on to the next song, mm-hmm. but um, you know there's those kind of things, and also you know if you're gonna look at longevity of yourself. Um, and things to do, I'm going to bring up Crystal Waters, um, you know, who is an icon in the house music and then the dance community and, you know, still putting out, you know, number one hits and all that kind of stuff. Um, she's got now, she branched off and had, you know, because her thing is I Am House, Crystal Waters. That's mm-hmm. the I Am House radio station that's going on now. And she started a cosmetic line called Boyface. Wow. And it's going over really, really well. You start carrying it down, you know, your Macy's and things like that. So um, it's like she was saying to me, you know, Troy, she goes, I can't be going on stage and doing this forever. It's been, you know, already 20 years. And, you know, there's going to be a time where I just, I can't do it. So, you know, what can I do that's going to carry me on? And, um, 
you know, so it's those different things, you know, whether you want to have, you know, every, a lot of people have fragrance lines and perfumes and things like that. So those kind of get, you know, kind of washed out a little bit, you know, from time to time, but, you know, you get something that, you know, that, that you're fond of or is true to you that you can put your time in it, just like you would if it was a record and you really like this record, you're going to, you know, go into the studio and you're going to blow that thing out of the water because you like that record. So if there's something that you like, whether it be, you know, clothing, eyeglasses, I mean, something that that would sell in the social media aspect, what is it that would leave your mark? So, you know, if something was to happen to you, you know, you have this mark to still carry on your name. You know, what is it? What is it? Is it socks, shoes? I mean, belts? I mean, there's earrings. I mean, you can go on and on and on and on. on. So I always tell people to try to find something that's within them outside of their voice, you know, um, and try that. There's also like singers that I always tell to do like voiceovers, you know. Um, In fact, I'm even going to start doing uh, auditioning for some voiceovers myself. Um, (laughs) I saw that, Jawan. You know, I've just, I've been, it's kids kids stuff because I have three kids that I've been, you know, perfecting down the line and um, like the next gummy bear commercial. I'm going to, I'm going to audition for that one. Nice. Um, Cause I'm more, Bobby is one of my guys. He goes way up outside and I want to go in there too. And I want to play, you know, and oh, so wow. it's like, <laughs> that is good actually. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's different things. And so you know, like for me, that's totally out of my box, mm-hmm. you know, but um, I want to try that. So I'm going to do that. And that's a different, a different thing. So mm-hmm. Speaking, um, uh, um, what do they call it? Um, I just drew a blank. Like a lot of Salida's music is, um, oh, it's a uh, where you speak instead of singing, you're speaking. So, um, uh, audio books? No, no, not audio books. It's still a song, but you're you're a spoken word. A spoken oh, right, word. right, right. Um, you know, things like that as something different, you know, uh, put you in a different lane, I'm going to say, you know, because um, as a recording artist, you can be in like three or four different lanes mm-hmm. and have, you know, three totally different careers, really. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what I like, too, is that people that have these manuscripts or children's books, that mm-hmm. they um, can record them because audio books is a great air platform as well and and they're less expensive but you sell more of them in chapters and you can put a whole book together and you know it's a lot of a lot of ways to do it these days right right and it's good the audio the whole audio thing is but you got to have that voice you know you got to have that voice that's not annoying sounding you know that it's a it's a voice that you know um has a dominant sound to it but yet it's soothing so you can listen to it and you want to listen to it you know it doesn't like tweak your ears out and be like oh i can't listen to this person anymore i want to hear the story but i can't you know turn it off so you know there's different different aspects but there's there's different things to do but that's what you you know that's what you want to do you want to look at something for you know longevity because you know you can have a, a hit record and that one record can you know take care of you for the rest of your life really if it's done correctly you know, and you have the right team to make sure you don't get screwed and robbed, but, um, you know, or you can have different backups and, and do different things. Now, me, I get bored, so I've got to have, you know, different things, and that's why, you know, when I started out and I was doing the bookings, you know, it was like, 
uh, 10 years, I was doing that stuff in my sleep. I could do it in my sleep. And it just, it had no oomph for me. And that's why I wanted to, you know, get into the management side of it. So I could start doing some figures and I could start doing some, you know, compilations as far as royalties and, you know, mechanicals. And I wanted to challenge my brain and I wanted to learn more about the business. And then of course, then when I did that, then I opened up the record label because then I found out, well, why should I let these other 50 countries have this money when we could have this money from these 50 countries? And it's my label. You're the artist. We're 50-50. Let's do it. You know? And so that's how, that's how my record label ended up taking off and all that went that way. But, you know, it's just, you got to just, you know, focus and think of what you can do or what you want to do. My case is something I wanted more. I wanted to do more. I was bored and I get bored very easily, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why there's always got to be something going on that can keep me going. <laughs> Or keep me thinking, you know what I mean? Or give me something to look up on the internet and then keep following it and see, you know, where's it going from there? Right. You know, so. Right. You know what nice. we haven't done in a while, Rez? Rapid fire? Yep. I'm feeling it right now. You feeling that? Yeah. Okay, Troy, we're going we're gonna to play a little rapid fire with you. <laughs> oh, no. Is this that, that question thing again? Yep. <laughs> You you oh, just God. elicit that from from me. I just I just want to know how your brain works because I think you're you have an amazing mind. So we did this last time, I remember, and I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so now you know what to expect, right? Okay. Oh my God. So I'm gonna start with five words, right? I'm gonna give you a word. You're gonna give me the first the very first word that pops into your mind. See, and this is good because now I can see you and I can tell if it was a different word. I can tell if you're like struggling, if you're thinking. I can see the wheels turning, right? <laughs> so you're going to give us the very first word that comes to mind. I'm going to say five and then Therese is going to give you five, okay? Ready? All right. Queen. Latifah. <laughs> I like that answer. That's a good one. Mind. Soul. Party. Down. Shock. Government. I don't think I could say the word. <laughs> you can say whatever comes to mind here. <laughs> what was that word, Troy? Wrong. I'll use the word wrong. Okay. Okay. Rezzy, you go. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep him in the genre on my first run. Okay. <laughs> Marketing. Teller. Agent. Too many words. I've got all kinds of stuff going through my head. Um, Friend. Sound guy. Important. (laughs) Tour. Money. Music. Life. Yeah. Still got the hand claps for you, babe. I don't do well with little tests and stuff like that. I never, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like shaking, my hands are shaking, I'm going, oh. oh no, that's, no, you know what, that's an, in, that's a, um, uh, it's a fun game, though. I, it's a you know, that's that's like a inside. It, it it connecting words kind of gives you where people are. You know, right. 
Like the idea that you said, when I said sound high, and you said important. On the sound man? Yeah. 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 It is important. Yeah. yeah. Sound is important. You want to make sure he's happy with you and, and you know, he's on your your side because he can make or break everything. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> and what what I thought was was a great response and very telling of who you are. She said, "Agent." You said, "Friend." Yeah, that was- that's the one where I had too many things were bouncing in my head from, you know, friend, management, honest. You know, it's just too many. That's when I just it's like overload. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah. But friend is the one that came out. You yeah. you have taken care of our disco legends, our our queen divas. Have you had Bonnie on your show yet? Who? Who? Bonnie? Bonnie Pointer? No. Years ago, but we need to have her back. She was one of the oh, best easy. interviews that's ever. Easy. She's high up on the list. I've been telling Rez, look. Give me a date. Give me a date, and I'll call her when I'm done here, and Can, it'll be set. Okay, Rez, have you heard back from your friend yet? If not, not yet, not yet. Do we want to take that date and tell her whenever she's ready? Oh, or I just heard somebody say sixty seconds. What does that mean? Yeah, don't worry about off? her. She's, oh, she's okay. <laughs> she's just annoying. Yeah, she's she's my assistant. Don't oh, okay. worry about her. She's gonna count down to no seconds, but she's we're gonna keep going. She's not gonna cut me off. She will not. Ne- no, nobody can do that. Okay. That's this okay. no way, not you, Troy. She might cut me <laughs> off, but she won't cut you off. <laughs> um, so so we want to do May second, or do we want to wait? Because Bonnie points. Oh, let's let's hit Bonnie in that. If we can get Bonnie, love to talk to that legend. Are you kidding me? Yes. So let's do Bonnie Pointer for May second. May second. Okay. Yep. She was. I got, I got put out a class. Um, consider, consider that confirmed. Cool. Nice. Because she she was amazing. I loved her. I lo- she's so funny and just so exactly. I mean so witty. I mean you know even with her like she came up with a couple um sit, um cartoon uh things. One was about a cat that went out at night and was like mighty cat and like saved the, <laughs> the animal world and then would come back in you know through the cat door and we would sleep in there when the family that had the cat would wake up and you know just different things wow. you know. But she's very very creative. Bonnie's very, very creative and still no witty and, and, you know, a lot of fun. That um, great. Yeah, they just did a whole thing in L.A. at the museum, the Hollywood Museum, mm-hmm. on the um, costumes uh, from the Pointer Sisters. Really? They did a whole floor of all their costumes and outfits that they wore um, on stage shows and movies and, and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of, it was cool. It's very cool. It's got a lot of press. Amazing, wow. amazing. I can't wait to speak to her again. As a matter of fact, I, I had a number. Is this it? Like right here? Yeah, Roxy and. Roxy King. Yeah, yeah that's a I'm telling you, daughter. you can't see it. You can't see it, but I have the number right here. I was going to I was gonna ask you about that. It was to remind yeah, me. Yeah, no, to that's, ask you. that's not that's not the number. Um, Roxy's number, that's, that's with Anita. Oh, okay. Um, Bonnie was staying there for a while, but now. We've got her set up on her own. Okay, groovy man. Down, groovy. She's down the road. All right. I get to share, I get to share my story um, of getting put out of class uh, because I had Can Can on and <laughs> trying to trying to act as if you know I had on headphones, 
trying to act as if I didn't have music playing because, you know, she would allow us to put the headphones on, but I walked in like this. (laughs) (laughs) Not put out of class. Can, can. True story. Oh, God. That'd be funny. In fact, she mentioned that to me last night. I'm looking on my phone, so I want to show you. She don't think I'm just crazy. Um, where she responded, and she's like, "Play can can if you can can because you can can Troy." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, that's too funny that you just said that." And I'm just trying to. It was in a group. Was it here? Yeah, here you go. I don't know if you can see it or not. I'm gonna just try, try to find my phone. Uh, yep. Play. Yes, you can, can by the point of system. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so that was from Bonnie. Nice. But yeah, so May 2nd, okay. Same time? Is that the same time as like me today? So May 2nd is a is Saturday. A Saturday or is it a Wednesday? That's a Saturday. And so Saturdays, um, her time on would be noon. And the show starts at 11. So noon time. Noon on, Saturday. on Saturdays, um, 8 p.m. for Jeannie next Wednesday. So those of you listening tonight, you're hearing the lineup and you see how it happens, right? <laughs> this is In how it goes down. Here we go. In the basement. <clears throat> okay, cool. Troy, I want to um, talk to Bonnie Pointer. Nice. Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just figured, why, I mean, you know, throw it in. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know, mm-hmm. wait, till you, wait till you see who else Troy gets for us because he has my, my whole list. And, <laughs> and, he, and, and I gave him that list because he can, he can make it happen. You, you know? Nice, he can make nice. it, and he's he's made it happen before, and he he's just you're just wonderful. And every now and then, Troy, I want you to come by and and spend time with us because you're you're just sure. amazing, and and we love you, man. Yeah, he's handsome. He's sick of me. I'll come. And he's, <laughs> and he's handsome, right? How about that? He's a cutie pie, sweetheart, man. <laughs> yeah. So thank uh, you again. And what we're gonna do now is we're gonna play. Yes, we can, can, and we're gonna let you. <laughs> Have the rest of your night. And everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining. Thank you for coming on, Troy. We love you to pieces, man. Thank you for having me. Love you too. I'm going to call her now. (laughs) Do it, do it, do it.
correct. That's due for May 2nd, so my fault goes down. And then give me a call when you get the message. I'm playing punk songs. I left her a message. Thank you. Okay. Good night. I'm going to see you guys later.
can I just say that one of the things that I love about this show is not only that I get to spend some really good time with you, but I get to dance with you as well. <laughs> you are one of my favorites. I love you to pieces. And I'm so glad, so glad to be in your cipher and to have you in mine. Thank you, Silky. Thank you. With Back that, at you. Dope no dope, baby. Dope, dope no dope. Thank you, my sister queen. I appreciate you. That's what's dope. up. We get to da- we dance together every show. See? I love it. And regardless of how I'm feeling, you always make me feel better. And that's why I gave you the nickname that I gave you. <laughs> Not buckets, the other one. <laughs> you know you earned buckets, I'm just gonna say. But that's not the <laughs> not the Aww. one we're talking about right now. But if you ever wondered why, it's because I always feel better when I speak with you. And now I'm gonna go and lay down because I need rest. And I want to thank everybody, um, Pops, Eddie, Debbie, Sonia, Loretta, Miss Charlene. I'm calling her Miss Charlene because she's. Uh, Dr. Simone's mom <laughs> and just everybody thank you so much we love you we see you Saturday with Saturday Saturday is uh, April 25th I believe uh, yeah Saturday 25th oh no I, I can't do another song pop I could oh shaka oh god why does he do this to me why Cause he knows, he knows. I can't resist it. I can't say no. Dance remix. Oh Jesus! Oh wow! I just, you know, I just said good night, man. All right. <laughs> I can't dance to it though. That's the thing. I need to go lay down. But okay, 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 okay. <sighs> See, and you know what, y'all, y'all say it's me, but it's not me. It, it's pop. It's it's his fault. Yeah. But I will play I will play um let me see from that particular Thanks, ladies. You guys stay safe as well. Charlene, Sonia. Yeah. Stay safe. And thank you for tuning in and riding with us. Um hmm. it ain't all good. I I'm gonna see. I'm trying to see which one is, is a short song. <laughs> oh, you know what's on that? You know what's on that album? That's short. That's not what he's talking about. Ain't nobody is on that album. But I will play this one because it's one of my favorites. And it's one of the lesser played songs. And it's called This is another one that she she's really subliminally singing to me, but we won't we won't let everybody know. Just the people listening right now will know that Shaka is singing this one for me. It's called One Million Kisses. You should have known. You should have known. Good night, everybody. Love you. Love you all. Love Shaka Moore.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.